Hi guys, I'm Peter Miles alongside my co-host John Miles. Thank you for listening to the Lineup Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about tight ends and offensive line and the 2020 NFL Draft. Yeah, I think we have some great tight ends in this draft. Even though we don't have a ton of them, I think we still have some great ones. Our first prospect is Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. This kid is a junior, and he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a physical tight end with a knack for working the seams, all right? And in a tight end today, that's what a lot of coaches, GMs want. They want someone who's physical, and he's going to come down with the football. And that really reminds me of Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that's going to come down in those big-time moments. Yeah, I really, he's physical. Yeah, I believe in him. All right, our next prospect is Harrison Bryant out of Florida Atlantic. He's a senior. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Brian. He's a he's an athlete, all right? He has outstanding versatility, and he also has great hands to catch, okay? So he's a lot faster than many of the tight ends. His body yeah. isn't quite as big mm-hmm. um, as, as some of the tight ends in this draft class, but if you want a guy that is going to be versatile, who can run, and who can catch, Harrison Bryant is a guy for you. Yeah, he has some great running skills, like – like, a lot of tight ends aren't as fast. Since he's not as built, he's a faster runner. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't know about him because he played for Florida Atlantic uh, in college. Um, but he, yeah. he is a, a talented tight end, and, and I'd be interest, interested to see what some coaches are, are able to do with him. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm super excited. All right, our next prospect is, a, is Adam Trotman out of Dayton. He's a senior. Yeah, so he has size, length, and athleticism, right? And he also has explosiveness, all right? Um, I wrote down the word playmaker, right, when I watch his tape. This kid's a playmaker out of the University of Dayton, right? We don't say that a lot. Um, I, I just want to give a shout-out to the Dayton basketball team, right, out of, after an outstanding season. Obi Toppin, the best player in college basketball, unfortunately due to the situation. I got cut short, but nonetheless, nonetheless, excuse me, Dayton, a great season. Yeah, um, and the Dayton football team, um, Harrison Bryant, he did make some great catches in his season last year, and he truly is a great tight end. It should be Adam Trotman. All right, so what do you think we move on to the guard? Sure, yeah. Position, right? So I want to give him a little bit of background on Robert Hunt. And before we do so, actually, I want to talk about um, the guard position in this year's draft. It's not, it's not super deep compared to other years. Um, excuse me. In another year, the draft class is very deep at guards. You see guards going in the first round this year. Probably not going to see a guard go in the first round. Yeah, so we don't have a ton of quality guards, but our first guy is Robert Hunt. He's out of L.A. Lafayette. And this guy, he 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 used to play tackle, but GMs want to move him to the guard position. They want to move him inside, in, yeah. Inside, yeah. Uh, when I think about him, I look at him as the ability to develop into a starting guard. Yeah, you know, I, I don't see him coming in day one uh, and taking over the range as a guard, but I think he can grow into that position. I have him going number 59 to the Seattle Seahawks, um, who are in need of an interior help on the offensive line. Um, you know, I think if this were a normal draft class, um, he probably wouldn't be a second-round draft pick. But teams are going to have to start reaching for interior help at the guard position um, because the guard position is not super deep. In yeah, draft. yeah. Um, teams are looking for um him to eventually develop into a starter in the yeah. NFL. Think he can be that great guy. Yeah. So that that's that's really all we had for the uh, guard position. But 
there are two centers that, that we really wanted to point out. The first uh-huh. one is Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan, right? Uh, when I watch his tape, I see a well-balanced blocker in the ground game, and he's a, he's a big pass protector, all right? And that's what coaches want in a center, a guy that's going to uh-huh. bolster up your offensive yeah, line. Yeah, definitely. And, and kind of the center is a big part of your offensive line. Everything else builds around him. Yeah, um, team for him to develop into a starter like Robert Hunt, uh-huh. who's a guard, and um, Cesar Ruiz. He um, he's a guy who can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I see him. He I see him going into the first round, um, possibly number thirty-two to the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could very well see him dropping out of the first round, going yeah, second. Yeah, he will. Um, but I say either late first round or, or early to mid second. Yeah. Our next prospect is Lloyd Cushenberry the third out of the center out of LSU. Um, this guy, he's he's very reliable in the pass protection. Yeah, um, he was a really solid blocker, and he was kind of the unsung uh-huh. hero of the national yeah. championship team because everybody saw Joe Burrow um, the season he had, but really starts with the offensive line. And I always mm-hmm. say, if you don't know or if you don't talk about the offensive line, that's a good thing. All right, because yeah. really the only time people mention the offensive lineman is if they make a mistake. Yeah, and he really did have a great season at LSU. Um, I'll give a lot of credit to him and yeah, in, in the success yeah. that that team had. The one issue I saw with him on tape is he did struggle um in the pass blocking one on ones. That's something that he's going to need to clean up if he truly wants to be yeah a starting center. One of the things I've kind of heard from different um, GMs around the league is that they feel like he can. He's a versatile guy in the interior, mm. which means he can play center or guard. Um, he played center at college, but I wouldn't be surprised if a team moves him out to guard as well. Yeah, this guy, he, he is versatile, and that's what teams like about him. Yeah. yeah. So, so now let's move on to the tackle position. Mm-hmm. And this year's draft, I'm really excited about the tackles because I'm looking at probably about one, um, one guy going to the top five, um, and then – I'd say about probably four in the top ten. So a lot of great tackles. And I want to start off with the guy number one on my board, Tristan Wirfs, O-tackle at Iowa. I've heard some people say that he can play guard. But trust me, this kid's going to play tackle. Right? Yeah. He's a tackle at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a combine superstar um, in all the measurements, including his 40. Right? Yeah. Um, he ran a four eight five. All right, but for an offensive lineman, that's that's fast. All right, um, um, he was. You look at him; he, he's blessed with a ton of physical talent and upside. So he's a guy you're drafting. Um, I I have him going number four to the New York Giants. Yeah, who I need a, a of tackle of a tackle. Um, but he's a guy that I think can grow into one of the best tackles in the National Football. Yeah, he has. Good skill with size, and he has great length and athleticism. He's built. He's a really built um, old tackle. Yeah, um, turning the tape, uh, Iowa's produced a lot of great offensive linemen over the past couple of years. And, you know, like I said, you turn on the tape, um, he has very good leverage as a run blocker, and he sustains his blocks well. So he, he, he not only is a good pass blocker, but he's also a good run blocker as well. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next guy is Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Um, this guy, he's big. He's, he's a big guy, and he's just he's an amazing he's an amazing blocker. Um, this guy has quick feet with good build athleticism on the edge. Yeah, and and, and that's what 
um, what tackles nowadays are really growing mm-hmm. into. A lot of people see offensive linemen, slow guys, don't move well. But this kid, really quick feet, and, and notice it says athleticism. Got, um, offensive linemen nowadays, they're, they're, they're true athletes, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They move really, really well. Yeah, this, he's very disciplined, and you don't see – and and sometimes you don't see these – Inconsistencies, yeah. Play, play from game to game. Yeah, and yeah, and and I was about to, to touch touch on that because when you turn on his tape, you know, you just see a really really consistent tackle who comes to work every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you really don't see a lot of mistakes in his game. Yeah, yeah, he's effective. He's quick, and he fires he, he fires out of his stance fast, and that and that's what um, GMs and coaches are looking for in this draft when they're trying to to find an old tackle. Yeah, and um, some other people have wanted me to compare him to some other uh, offensive linemen drafted in previous years. Um, so the two examples I brought over are, are two guards. Um, they have to play different positions, but um, Quentin Nelson and Brandon Sheriff. You know, you know he, he doesn't have the power like those guys, mm-hmm. but he yeah. has the strength to manipulate and turn defenders in the ground game to open holes for backs. And um, Andrew Thomas is a running back's best friend. Yeah, he's a great, great player, and I think he's a really great player in this draft. He, um, he definitely will get drafted um, first, second round. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, and, and I have him definitely going first round. I actually have him going number fourteen to the Buccaneers. I think yeah. Tom Brady mm-hmm. wouldn't complain about that. One. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is a guy I'm really high on. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about him in our first podcast. A guy by the name of Mackie Becton, right? Yeah. Up in the tackle at a low. Yeah. Right, this kid's a freak. Yeah. Right, he's a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Comes out in the forty. Right, he runs a five ten. Right, you might think that's slow, but let me let me give you his height and weight. This kid's six seven, and he weighs three hundred fifty seven pounds. Right, this is a massive dude. Right, but he comes out and he runs a five ten. Yeah, that's he impressive. he's a good athlete for size, and he moves pretty well in spaces. I mean, for how heavy he is, I mean, oh yeah, he moves. Very nice. Yeah, moves very well. For, yeah, for, for uh-huh. the size. Definitely. Um, the one thing I saw with him at Lowell, he does need to improve his hand placement. Um, sometimes he can get too wide and let defenders get get their hands in his uh-huh. chest, which as an offensive lineman is not something that you want to do. Yeah. Um, but overall, he's a great player. In the yeah. Side. He's, uh, yeah. He's um a very fantastic player, and and I would encourage you guys. I mentioned this before in my uh, first episode. Go check out Mecky Backton's Twitter. Yeah. All right. Watch this guy's Twitter, right? This man's pushing trucks up hills, right? Pick up trucks up hills, right? This man has strength. Yeah. He has speed. He has athleticism. This kid's a really, really good tackle. Yeah, this guy's great. Our next um, old tackle is Jarek Wills out of Alabama. This kid, um, this kid, he's quick, strong, and athletic, and that's what you're mm-hmm. looking for in an old tackle. Yeah, and not only that. He's an easy mover on the edge with the ability to be a plug-and-play starter in the NFL. A plug-and-play starter means you draft him, you put him in the position, and he goes to work. Oh, yeah. This is what you're getting in Jedrick Wills, oh, yeah. right? You're not really getting a guy that you're going to need to sit, nurture, and develop over a couple of years. He's a guy you draft, and you got your starting tackle. Yeah, this guy, he's a great athlete. I think he's definitely a great player. And I think he's definitely a guy who you could take to this draft. Yeah, and, and I would say he definitely has a very good chance to be the first offensive tackle slunked mm-hmm. in the draft. I personally have Worfs um, going to the Giants to be the first tackle off the board, but Jedrick Wills mm-hmm. could very well um, go go before him. Um, 
and be the first tackle selected. Yeah, our next guy is Austin jo- Jackson, an old tackle from USC. Yeah, this guy, he's a great athlete, quick feet, and he is excellent, excellent agility. Yeah, he does. And and for an offensive tackle, um, yeah, th- that that's, that's some very good traits. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we've really been talking about uh, on all these offensive tackles is athleticism. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a, this kid's athletic. He knows how to play mm-hmm. the game, and he plays it he plays it right. And he's just great. He's an easy mover. I mean. You talk about that old tackles. That's what GMs and coaches are looking for. Yeah, you you want a guy that that has the ability to bend at the knee and play with good leverage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, watching the tape and evaluating it, there were times where Jackson got away with some mistakes uh, because of his athleticism, um, and 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 he will need to work on his technique for mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah. Um, but but he is raw from a fundamental standpoint, right? Um, and 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 he he really did. Did get exposed by AJ Epinesa, who's also in this draft out of Iowa. Um, stay tuned for another podcast coming out on um, the defense, um, probably tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but but he does have the skill set to be a franchise left tackle in the in the NFL. Yeah, he definitely does. Our next guy is Isaac Wilson uh, again, another O tackle out of Georgia. Yeah. So uh, Isaiah Wilson. Um, he, he, you know, he started off on the draft boards, um, not, not super high, all right, because he was overshadowed by his counterpart, Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. And everybody's hearing about Andrew Thomas and Andrew Thomas. But this kid, Isaiah Wilson, I've been hearing from GMs, scouts, all, all across um, the NFL. This kid moving up draft boards. Mm. Um, and, and I would not be surprised if he sneaks into the first round, all right? Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things I've heard from GMs is this kid could have been a top 10 pick if he had decided to return to Georgia um, for another season. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I have him going, I believe I have him going number 33 to the Cincinnati Bengals in my mm-hmm. mock draft 1.0. Yeah. Yep. So, if he sneaks into the first round, uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Yes, guys, he's great. Great guy. And I, I really, truly believe that he'll be great in this draft. Yeah, so... Um, a couple of the things they wrote down about him is is um, he has excellent size on the edge with length that makes him difficult for pass rushers to run around, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of his mismatched size, he has surprising foot quickness and athleticism yeah. to get depth in his drop. Yeah, that's what you're looking for in a in, a, in an old tackle. That's exactly what you're looking for. Um, this guy um he has some inconsistency to his game that needs to be cleared up for the NFL. Yeah, and I think that that's why um, some some um, GMs and scouts they want him to return mm-hmm. for his an- another season at yeah. Georgia to get those yeah. things cleaned up. Yeah, um, he is but, able to head off speed rushers and has the strength to stop bull rushers, which is unbelievable for an old tackle. Yeah, so I think at the end of the day, um, what we're kind of looking at with with this kid is that he can he can come into mm-hmm. the role of being a Starting tackle in this league, yeah. Right? And and while you on tape, there are some sometimes where he looks like a monster out there. Right? He looks like a man amongst boys out there, right? Yeah. But there are also some bad beats where it makes one wonder how he can be the same player. You know, it's kind, yeah. of, kind of like two sides of him. So yeah, he got he got the really great side, got athleticism, yeah, he got length. Um, there's also some technical issues. Um, for Wilson, 
um, some high times that can not maintain good leverage. Yeah, and um, I, I think that he, um, yeah. as he develops into an NFL player, I think he'll he'll get that cleaned yeah, up. He'll understand that more. But yeah, unlike some other prospects, he's not a guy. I don't think he's a guy where you can get him and just plug him in there. Yeah, you're gonna have you to. You got to work with him a little bit. Not the best. Or, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's a great potential in the NFL. Yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap it up with their offensive mm-hmm. tackles. Um, thank you guys for listening, listening to um, the offensive parts of the prospect overview over the last couple of episodes. Um, so we're going to get to, to um, your questions that you guys sent in. <laughs> okay, so what player has the highest percentage of being rookie of the year? Um, mine, mine is young. <laughs> yeah, um, this guy, he's athletic. But, I mean, you see him. You see him play in the field. He looks like a monster. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you he see does. him. I mean, this kid. This kid's amazing. Yeah. He, he, he's a once-in-a-generation uh, type of talent. I yeah. keep on using that phrase over yeah. and over again. You probably heard me say it, uh, say it before. But, yeah, he, he's going to go number two to, to, to Washington. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy, he's just – he's unbelievable. And I – he's just – I I, I don't know if he's the best player in this draft, I believe, in. Yeah. He, he really – he really is unbelievable. Yeah. So, for me, although I do really want to go Chase Young, I don't – Although I do think Chase Young is the best player in the draft, I want to go um, Isaiah Simmons here. He is a linebacker who also can play safety out of Clemson. Okay, the reason why I go Isaiah Simmons is because of his versatility. Mm-hmm. I feel that he can do everything on the football field uh, yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. All right, uh-huh. he he can play linebacker, he can play safety, he can even play corner. All right, and top of all that, he he's faster than 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 most running backs. And, and and even receivers. So he's yeah. one of the fastest people yeah. on the field. So I think um, that I'm just addressing this from a potential standpoint. I think this kid, as far as potential, I, I see the sky's the limit for him. And and as long as he's put in a good system and under and under good coaches, uh, yeah, uh, where um, the coaches um, that I, I don't want them to to box him in to say, all right, you're going to yeah. play a linebacker. Yeah, I think they got to give him freedom to roam around the field mm-hmm. and, and be that type of player. Yeah, I just feel like Young, I feel like he's just, just a consistent guy who really can make those big-time plays in those big-time moments. Yeah, and, and um, I definitely agree with that. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. But uh, Yeah, all right. Which running back will run for the most yards per game? I truly we, we um, I truly think it's um, DeAndre Swift yeah. out of Georgia. This guy, um, he can make some big-time runs. It, I, we saw it on tape from Georgia. Maybe maybe some of the runs weren't the most consistent, but we saw it on those good plays, and he really was unbelievable. Yeah, so I'm actually going to go J.K. Dobbins here, all right? And the reason why I go Dobbins is because you turn on the tape, all right, and you, and you watch him play, uh-huh. all right? Dobbins is a fantastic football player for Ohio State. And I know you mentioned this before, the mm-hmm. Michigan game, the Michigan tape. Yeah. Insane, all right? He, 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 he mauled. Everybody on the Michigan yeah. defense, he was the best player on that football field, all right? And and although he's probably not going to be the first running back taken, I think at the end of the day, he has a lot of potential to, to to be the best. Yeah. All right. Our next question is, what safety in the draft will blow our minds? I think it's Delpit. I'll, I'll ask you. All right. This kid, this kid's unbelievable. All right. I watched him. He's, he's a guy... That I see, I see him making some plays. He 
He does lack in a little bit of tackling. Yeah, tackling. Wash it on tape. Wash it on tape. Um, but yeah, this, this overall this this kid's pr- pretty unbelievable. When I we watch the tape overall, I he, again he needs he needs to improve on the tackling, but he 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 is a player that is pretty unbelievable. So I want to go Xavier McKinney. He's a safety out of Alabama. Okay, and the reason why I go McKinney is because he's a hard hitting safety, right? And uh-huh. and and, and uh, I'm gonna address him more deeply when when we talk about the safeties in our prospect overview. But for now, I'm just gonna say, um, unlike Delpit, tackling wasn't as big of an issue for him, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's that, that's what sets him apart. And and, and this safety class, um, it's it, it's not super deep, right? It it, it really isn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like Delpit can get the tackling issue under control when he gets in the NFL. I feel like I feel like I feel like he's gonna. I mean, to that more. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, you can't tackle. Coaches are not going to trust you to go on the field. And if he's not on the field, he's not making plays. I feel like coaches are willing to take the risk, though, to get a, a great I player. mean, yeah, sure, the, the potential's there. But at least you, you have a little you, – you know what you're getting in McKinney more than Delpit. Okay, I, well, I, I still don't agree with you. I, feel, <sighs> I still feel like Delpit is is the guy – I feel like – I feel like I, – I get it. Uh, right off, you could maybe trust McKinney a little more, but I feel like Delpit, he's at more potential to be a great guy. Okay, that's fair. All right, our next question is: What rookie in the draft is under the most pressure? For me, it's obvious. It's got to be Tua. This kid, this kid suffered from injury, an elbow injury, end of the year. But and this kid, people are saying, "Oh, he's not good. He's not good." This kid, he may probably not ready for the draft. I don't know, but he's gonna always trash on him. But he's got to be under pressure. Yeah. So he, to perform, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't perform, like if you watched him against Georgia in the national championship, he came in under Jalen Hurts. And he played. He played an unbelievable game, and they beat Georgia that game. Yeah, that was a great game. And and I know he did hurt his hip. All right, he's under a lot of a lot of pressure from the media, from a lot of NFL executives. Yeah. Um. And, and I understand that, but I don't know if you could get yeah have any more pressure than Joe Burrow, quarterback at of LSU. All right. So he's gonna be the number one overall pick. The number one overall pick. Comes with the most pressure. Uh-huh. All right, he had one of the best college football seasons ever by any player. All right, and 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 teams are going to expect him to replicate that season in the NFL, which is extremely high standards. It's obvious it's Joe Burrow under the most. Pressure. I, don't, I can't agree with you. I feel like it's got to be too off. I feel like he everyone's going trash at him. I mean, you have to feel the pressure for him at the highest level if it's Tua. People see the tape, they watch him. I get his injuries and stuff. But I, I still feel like he, I don't know if I can agree with you there. I mean, Tua, I agree, he's under pressure. I this, he's okay. under a lot of a lot of pressure um, with all the injuries. Player, um, people are are wondering if if he's too injury prone to be drafted, and and he really has a, a big chip on his shoulder. But I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow has a bigger one. All right, um, he he went to Ohio State, then to get the starting job, transferred to LSU. Didn't he didn't blow. He didn't really have a great season, junior year at LSU, but senior. So that chip's grown. But senior year, wins the Heisman, national championship, just about every award you could get, um, at the quarterback position. So, I mean, and also on top of that, he's going to be the number one overall pick, going to Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's mm-hmm. never won a Super Bowl. So him coming there, the fans know he's a winner. All right, the fans are going to expect him to bring 
a Lombardi home to Cincinnati for the first time. All right, all right. I guess I can kind of see that. I don't know. I just, I just feel like Tua. I feel like I feel like I, don't know, I just I still feel like he's under more pressure. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to our next question. What is the best cornerback in twenty twenty draft? Um, um, I think it's it's AJ Tunnell. AJ Terrell, right? Uh, out of Clapton, that's mm-hmm. what I say. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I go AJ Terrell out of Clemson is because you turn on the tape, all right? You watch him, and although inconsistent, the potential is there. And and I, and I, and I want to say something real quick. Um, we're saying the best corner, pretty much beside Oduka, because I think everybody here can agree that Oduka yeah. is head and shoulders. Um, above all the other corner corners in this class. Yeah. Jeff Aduka is gonna go top ten at um mm. at the least. He's probably gonna go yeah. top three. That's where I have going to mm. Detroit. So besides Oduka, yeah, I have AJ Terrell. Like I said, the potential's there. Although some inconsistencies, I think he can turn into a really fantastic corner. Yeah. I'm going CJ Henderson. I feel like this guy, he's 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 he lacks a little bit of consistency, but I feel like he's really built. He's a built corner, and I just I, I really I really feel like I can trust him. I mean, the reason why I don't say Henderson, that's, the reason why I go trail over Henderson, is because Henderson he missed some tackles. He he really did uh-huh. miss some tackles. Okay, and and I, and I don't know if you can get around that tackling issue. All right, at least he at least at least he can at least, at least he can make the plays and like. Black balls. I don't know. I, feel, I, I mean, he might be able to cover, but uh, hey, if if you're running, let's say a little wide receiver screen, you throw the wide receiver out the ball. All right, Henderson has to make that tackle. All right, nobody else by him misses that tackle, touchdown. All right, Coach ain't gonna be happy. He's gonna be in the bench. Right, he'll be sitting in the doghouse. Right. All right. I I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like coming to this draft. I feel like so far. I feel like GMs are um. So I feel like. Teams are excited to work on Henderson. And I feel like um I feel like he does. I feel like he has more. I feel like he has very high potential to. If he, I feel like if he does strike up that issue, I feel like he will be the best cornerback. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So let's. I, I think they wrapped it up with our questions. Yes. Um. I, I just I just want to give you guys kind of a schedule of what's going to be going on, um, over the rest of this week. So tomorrow we're gonna be um, rolling out some of the defensive players um, in this draft. Um, we're gonna be going D line linebackers. Hopefully we'll have time yes. to address um, the and yeah cornerbacks and safeties. Yeah. Um, tomorrow. Um, I also I I wanted to go over the mock draft 1.0. Hopefully we can sure. um, yeah go over that sometime this week. Um, mm. Our producer is doing a great job. Yeah, uh, James Miles. You know he's kind of, he's kind of the behind the scenes guy mm. around around here in this podcast. Yeah, and he's been doing a great job rolling mm. out questions yeah. for us to go through. I'm kind of giving us a schedule. I just want to give yeah. him a shout out. Um, um, he'll, he'll be joining the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, uh, so we're, we're really looking forward to that. Um, but I just want to thank you guys for tuning in, uh, listening to our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. See you guys later. Signing out, Peter Miles. Um, perhaps I'm done. See you guys.